0: Hey, welcome to the Halftime Mike Podcast. I am Mike Gamrich, a business creative and a basketball fan. We've been here together in this podcast to give you practical, no-nonsense resources on social media, business marketing, leadership, and life. Why do I do that? Because of the adjustments you can make at Halftime can help your business win the game in the second half. You ready to go? Let's dive into this week's episode. Hey, this is Mike Ingrich, and it's time for another Live with Mike. You know that uh, every week we come around here and we try to deliver you some goodness, some digital social media things that are going to be relevant, helpful to you as uh, you navigate, as you market, as you run your small business and use the web. So I want to dive in today with a couple uh, topics. Number one, just a little bit of background. I'm getting ready to... Uh, speak twice in the month of May here on um, uh, at, at conferences. So the second week of May, which is actually yeah coming up here, I'm heading to uh, Clearwater Beach, Florida for the ROI 2018 conference where I get to speak on uh, using social media to grow your law practice. So uh, that's a conference for lawyers. Looking forward to being there and um, you know outside Tampa area in Clearwater Beach and talking specifically to uh, lawyers in 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 that realm of what they can do in terms of using social media. Um, second one is the after that I'm going to Indianapolis to speak to the US Indoor Sports Association. So this is an association of all those that have sports facilities in the US, you know, where they they run basketball tournaments, volleyball tournaments, soccer tournaments, those those big entities where a lot goes on underneath the roof, um, plus their fitness activities, you know, aerobics, weightlifting, training, all those kinds of pieces. So it's an opportunity to speak with them about how they can use social media to market their business. So looking forward to those and uh, getting to fly around a little bit in May here. Um, as I've prepared for that, one of the things that I've come back to again and again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use and I'll, I'll test this with you guys so you can just let me know if this works. Uh, I'm going to use a theme from triathlons because um, you know me, you know that I do triathlons. Swim, bike, run, and i uh, gearing up for the season here. Uh, that's, uh, my, it's basically a summer season for me based on where I live there so I can do triathlons. Um, first one is in June uh, in Philadelphia. So looking forward to those. But I'm going to relate triathlons to social media. And here's the point. Uh, the point is that I cannot just... Uh, focus on one of the disciplines and train in that discipline and expect to do well in all three disciplines of the triathlon. Example, um, I'm a runner by background. I do a lot of running there and I cannot simply just do training, uh, my training in running and that uh, enable me to swim well and bike well i'm going to have a bad triathlon if that's the case um, how that translates across the bridge is that you cannot just say i'm going to do well at facebook and whatever i have on facebook i'm going to send that same thing to twitter and to you know to um Instagram or whatever it is that doesn't work. So you can't just focus one one and assume it's going to help you in the others um, I have to take some time now swimming for me is the weakest sport in of the three disciplines there and um, But it but it takes you know some technical uh, Work because I have to work on the specific strokes. Okay, so there's nothing in running that really prepares me for the uh, The breaststroke that that I need to be able to do at the freestyle and um so i i need to spend some time in the pool that is specific to uh, being a good swimmer in triathlon and that's what it is with social media there's gonna be specific things that i need to do on twitter and uh, i'm going to actually talk about those in, in a second there um now at the same time though there there is some common benefits if i if i uh, my my swimming helps my endurance, okay, which helps me in the run. My swimming is a full body workout, which which can help me in the biking, just in in the sitting posture that I have to do. So there's some crossover. There's some things that do apply, um, and particularly like with triathlons, I do a lot of uh, weight training, strength training, and that type of thing, um, aerobic training. So I don't. I'm not running. I'm not biking. I'm not swimming. I'm doing um, weights and aerobic fitness, and that helps me prepare uh, for all of the events and and it helps some of the weights i do are specific to one event so again related to social media that helps you think through um, what you need to do there can be overarching things you know such as using Pulse or hootsuite uh, buffer app those types of pieces to manage you know multiple social media accounts within one venue okay that type of thing and um, you can you can pull in from those some of those sources, you know, an RSS feed, you know, from your blog post. So that's that's finding some ways to get some information in there that is the same, but then uh, what you want to do is customize that information for the specific platform. Okay? And what you what you share on Instagram. You know, it's gonna have to be um, a picture or a video and it's not gonna have a clickable link in it. And the hashtags are going to be important, that type of thing. Um, where on Facebook, and, and, you know, so there might be some crossover because you might be able to do a one-minute video that you can use on Facebook, on Twitter, and on instagram okay um, but if it's longer than that it's not going to work because that can work on facebook but it doesn't work on instagram for example so um, that that's that's how i am going to talk about it in the in the sessions is you know you got to know the platforms you got to know what works on twitter instagram and facebook there are some commonalities things that you can apply to to get engagement uh, you know video is working well that's across the board Um, photos work better than just text that's across the board Uh, however you need to specialize for that platform so uh, that's what I'm going to do in these upcoming speaking events you know does that analogy work can I use that let me know all right and now more specifically with that one of the things that uh, I want to talk about is a tool that's that's helped me identify some uh, of ways that I can improve what I'm doing and um I was introduced to this tool by uh, Madeline uh, Scalar, who is a social media marketing pro, Twitter pro, really, uh, down in Houston, Texas area. And um, she introduced me to a Twitter assistant. And uh, Twitter assistant is by the folks at Union Metrics. Uh, so if you search for uh, Union Metrics Twitter assistant, you're going to find this tool. And they have a free tool within there that helps Analyze a little bit what you're doing with Twitter and gives you um, some feedback on ways that you can improve things that 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 are happening. So, for instance, um, you know, my top performing tweets in the the past week, I can I can get a picture of that. But what it really let what I liked is it uh, told me where I can improve. And the thing that it told me that I can improve on is using hashtags in my tweets. Okay, Uh, simple makes sense. Hashtags work on Twitter they do not work on Facebook. Uh, they are important on Instagram but it's a different platform so I need to be aware that when creating tweets from my content on Twitter to use uh, Relevant hashtags. There's no reason not to now with you know 280 characters that type of thing uh, But it's a it's a specific um, Tip that works well on that platform now uh, again Hashtags can work on Instagram as well. Uh, they can be different hashtags. So you need to be aware of those types of pieces. So I'm going to be starting to increase my use of hashtags on Twitter based on this information, taking a look at that. Not just adding one, not just adding two. Maybe it's going to be three or four uh, that, that are relevant and, and that will help me in that. So I want to introduce that tool to you that is uh, Twitter Assistant by Union Metrics. Union Metrics. So you can get, uh, go take a look at that. Uh, but the final thing and, and the bulk of what, what I wanted to spend time on today in this uh, quick power time is the um, GDPR. That's, that's coming up here in uh, late May uh, 2018, uh, May 25th is the implementation of that. Um, so we're going to talk about, you know, what it is, what it means, and, you know, what you need to do to prepare for that. So got my notes um, ready to go. I'm going to move my camera just so that uh, I can see my Screen there and and go through some things that I don't want to miss um, about this. So obviously this is a European Union uh, uh, implementation or law that is that is coming into effect on um Uh, May 25th, as I mentioned there, and uh, it's going to impact a lot of businesses, a lot of marketers, and it's just uh, something to be aware of, General Data Protection Regulation, GDPR, General Data Protection Regulation. That's what it stands for. I want to make sure I got that right for you. It's a European Union privacy law that is uh, going into effect uh, related to personal Data meaning any piece of data that is uh, used alone or with other data that could identify a person. So pretty broad, and they're making it a little. That's that's the intent of this is to make it broad and to give people power over um, how their data is used and to know what the purpose of that data is. So it it is replacing an older directive, and um, it will impact U.S. based businesses. So that's what I'm talking about. Don't just write it off because um you know you're not in the u in european union uh this can impact it and i'm going to go into some of those details so you know for example if 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 you have an online store and um you want to market and, and you potentially sell to someone overseas if you are trying to market to someone in france uh, specifically, then this applies to you. Now, how are they going to know if you are doing that? I mean, yeah, I mean, they're, they're potentially the content in your website, uh, but they'll take a look at things like you know, do do you allow people to pay with um, the euros, you know, uh, as as currency? If if so, it's going to apply to you. Um, do you have a you know? Uh, uh, a language, a, you know, changer on your site that that has French then then they're going to assume this applies to you um, so it, It's it's not for generic things. So here's here's one piece of information I found the organization would have to target you have to target a subject for this to apply to you So generic you're, you're going to be okay. So this is a little bit maybe of the gray area so a Dutch user in the Netherlands who uses Google and finds your website um, and signs up to get a ebook, okay? That uh, is not necessarily falling underneath this because you didn't try to target them, you weren't trying to reach them with an ad, you didn't offer that specifically in Dutch language, and they didn't offer the, in the, off the uh, euros as a currency if it was a paid type thing. So that's you know some of this area of what it applies to. But uh, for e-commerce, for those selling courses, for those selling um, e-books, books, um, things that someone can buy in a, and they're going to take you, look. Another way they can look at this is your shipping. You know, do you ship to? Um, European Union nations, France, Germany, you know, Spain, those type of pieces there. So that's that's a way that um, compliance will be looked at to see. Now, so let's just say that it does apply to you. That's what I want to run through. So, so that's, hopefully that gives you a kind of a basis of uh, what it is and how it might apply. But then now what do you have to do if it does apply? If you do have an e-commerce, you do sell something that way. You, you, you do target them on occasion. People in other countries to, for marketing purposes, then it says you ha, need to have a legal basis to process a European Union citizen's personal data. So it's going to mean um, that that you have some systems in place, uh, both on your website and outside of your website, things that you would do because it's trying to protect the individuals' uh, rights. And now. They're, what they say is that it's supposed to help all of us because the law will create a more trusting relationship between you and your contacts. They know um, what to expect. You know what you can do with their information, and there's more clarity in that. So um, it it empowers the, the user, the, the personal individual, a lot um, with information. And now, now the case is what can you do with um, data that you process on your website. So what you're going to need to start doing, if you have e-commerce, that type of thing, when you have a, uh, a form, you know, maybe they're making a purchase or maybe this is a pop-up for marketing purposes, some type of thing that's a lead capture type thing but it's geared towards something in the European Union, you're going to have a, um, a description that, that says why you're collecting the information um, on your form and what it's specifically for. Okay. Then you have to give them uh checkbox options to get consent that they must check and uh, tools like I-, I use MailChimp a lot. MailChimp will provide uh, these types of form activities. Okay. So that you must clearly communicate um, what they're opting into so that those have to be checkboxes. They cannot be automatically checked. They have to be able to check that checkbox and then you have to provide legal text and, um, from my understanding, this is more than um, what we've had before where you could just have a link to terms kind of thing, but uh, um, you need to explain more about how you want to use the contacts data and give it a statement there, and then it could lead to a fuller statement on this. Um, there's you know, kind of the cookies, describe any cookies or tracking technologies you might use on your website. And you need to have a privacy policy in terms that's specific. This is non-editable. Um, lets the contacts know that you'll be storing their information and, you know, their name and email address. Um, and then you have to have a method of uh, giving them access to the information you have on them and how um, you are using that and an easy way for them to get off that if they want to. So you have to have those kind of systems policies in place for that so that's um gdpr so where it comes into for websites and web marketers is just kind of know you know your audience if if you're a uh, regionally us-based business targeting a region then this is probably not going to apply to you Uh, you're you're okay outside of you know that because it says if somebody from netherlands finds your site and opts into get your free ebook hey you weren't targeting them that's you're you're not under any obligation there to to go through this whole gdpr but if you are e-commerce um and if you're doing ebooks if you have books if you you know have uh, coaching things like that that someone from the european union could opt into and you're accepting um you know euros as a currency Um, or you're using uh, advertising that is targeting those specific people in those specific nations, then this applies to you, and you have to get those pieces in place. If you don't get it in place, there's things that they say they can find you and that type of thing. We have to wait and see uh, what all that shakes down to be. I'm not giving you um, full legal advice. So this is just uh, uh, my opinion based on what I've read here, and uh, you should consult with um, proper legal authorities if you want to – to Go into this further and figure out if this is going to apply more specifically to you But I want to go into those things to, to let you know, you know the webs changing; you have to keep up on these things so that's my goal is to keep you informed and up-to-date and uh, That was it. So again, those are the three things for today is uh, you know Social media is not a once-and-done one-size-fits-all type thing just like I cannot just do running or biking and expect to do well in a triathlon. I need to practice in all three disciplines, uh, swim, bike, and run. Get ready to do that and um, the, the tool I gave you was uh union metrics, Twitter assistant. Okay. So take a look at that to give you some ideas. You, you plug that in it gives you some results. It analyzes your Twitter account and, and we'll give you some feedback on ways you can improve. So I, I recommend that. And then um, hopefully this gives you some insight into the GDPR and um, general data protection um, and whether, you know, you need to uh, uh, conform to that, whether that's going to apply to you or not. So, that's where I wanted to go today. My time is up. Trying to keep these short, trying to keep them snappy, trying to help you with information. That's it for today. Uh, as always, I appreciate you. Uh, leave me a comment. Leave me a question. And, um, you know, come on over if you want to listen to this uh, again on podcast. You can subscribe to me um, on iTunes and find me in the Android store by searching Halftime Mike. Uh, that will give you these type of episodes and information. So with that, over and out. Take care. Have a good one. Alrighty, Thanks for listening to this episode of the Halftime Mike podcast. Remember, what you do in the second half is the outcome of the game for your business. What's the next step you need to take today to act? Does your business need website software tools or social media help? Come on over and visit me at MikeInwich.com. I'm also available if you want me to speak at your next event. Visit slash speaking to learn more. Join me again for another episode of the Halftime Mike Podcast because I am your no nonsense guy, adding value to you to help you win the game in the second.